Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello, we are back for the second part of our Season 1 Q&A. And myself and Naomi are going to answer the rest of the questions that were there and we are still currently in the process of writing season two so it shouldn't be too long now before you get an update but yeah just wanted to let you know where we were and enjoy thanks very much there was one one question here uh, by moth and what do you think will be the most challenging and the most fun part about making season two um so i'll specify about season one first so that the kind of challenging parts for the writing was the narration there's not that many shows out there that they either have a narrator or they have a full cast they don't have both yeah, i wrote design. way too many characters yeah the, if we were like, doing this again we wouldn't do that it's very expensive <laughs> So trying to find that balance as well, because obviously we knew Alistair was going to be revealed at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, so it's having him as a character, but not a character. Um, and just making sure those those parts fit. Yeah. Um, and I think in season two, it's going to be balancing, again, the narrator and character experience. So if you if you have the scripts, you'll notice that in season one, Alistair doesn't narrate if Lockie's not there which was like a quite a tricky choice to maintain, but I think it really puts the focus on Lockie, I think. Yeah, yeah, those those aspects were trying, kind of difficult to, to manage in that sense of, of we don't want it to be in your face. We wanted people to feel, because it was, it was like one of the first secrets that people kind of understood. It was, it was a gimme in that sense. Here's one of the secrets that you're allowed to have <laughs> at this point. So it was like, we understand that was going to be a given that people would make that connection, but we still wanted to make it interesting. If we went down the other end of making it too subtle, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have I, felt I fair. Think, yeah, it wouldn't have felt fair, and it would have been a bit a little, a little bit blindsided. So we we wanted to make sure that that balance was there. So you know, it's meant to be the gap between the audience and the characters. So it's like he's talking directly to you and giving you little hints and pieces. And you hopefully notice that as well of, of that that balance that we were trying to find. One thing you might also find as well is that the language increases more and more. It starts off quite simple, and then by the get to the end, we're getting multi-paged monologues from Alistair describing things in very articulate detail. Um, yeah, which I love. That's my kind of favorite part of, of that. Or Alistair going into horrible detail. Yeah, I think I think the thing is, is that the way that I always feel about writing really terrible or really intense or really emotional things is the bigger the emotion, the smaller the detail. So it's it's really hard to take on the enormity of like seeing a dead body of someone, you know, but like the point where you lay it down to, you know, the dirt under their fingernails or you know, that the fact that their hair is now sitting wrong, like all of those like little details, they make it 
not too enormous to understand because you already understand that the, the thing has happened, but it allows you to focus on just manageable details. And so I think Alistair's job is to is to turn enormous things into manageable details, you know? Not just for the audience, but for Lockie as well. Yeah. To try and make him, you know, live with the things that he's done, even though Lockie is the protagonist. If you look at what's happened prior to the, the show and his time on the island as well, there's a lot of things that he's done that are not good things. I think in a lot of ways for me, it's about, I think Lockie, what Lockie wants more than anything else is to be forgiven, you know, and, and by the end of it, he's done something unforgivable. And how do you deal with that? Yeah. And that's going to be the challenge in season two. And three. Well, we've seen how he reacted after Preston. Yeah. He didn't get time to to really grieve. Yeah. Um, it's not something he wanted to do. It was uh, also a necessity. Obviously, he didn't want to kill Preston, but, you know, that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> now he's done much worse. You know, not only has he killed a child, but he's, he's, he's purposely murdered someone. So, so, yeah, fun, fun, fun things to do with in season two. For those of us who knew the whole story and where it was going, was it difficult to keep it all secret, especially with Discord was theorizing about what was going to happen? Um, we have our own, like, cast Discord because that's how we, like, scheduled all the recordings and things. And the messages, as soon as people were, like, hitting close to things or, like, near things or people had really good ideas, we were like, <gasps> we would screenshot and be like, has this people seen this? Have people seen this? We're equally obsessed, like maybe more obsessed than y'all are. We see the shit that you post and uh, all the all the, all the the good posts. We have a, we have a thing uh, channel in the Discord just for like the nice stuff that you guys make that all goes in there so we can all be like, hey, or like, no, oh no. Yeah, and we've got the, the memes as well. Uh, uh, I'd say Shogo Hogs, that channel. Yeah, <laughs> unspeakable memes. Create unspeakable memes. It was really hard to be like, oh, I love Harry. And we're just like, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, nothing bad happens to him. Everyone's like, "Ugh, if Harry dies, I would have been so mad." And I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh, spaghetti oh." <laughs> yeah, I think I think it got to the point where we were like, it was more we we felt so bad. I was surprised that people thought it was going to be Amy. Like that was yeah, not something that, that we didn't. came to mind. Yeah, no, all. we were not clever clever enough for that. So as lads, we were like, "Oh." You think this? Okay, well, let's just uh, make sure that's nice and ambivalent. I think everybody knew that something was going to have to happen. Obviously, it was all written before we saw you guys. And I think basically all the beats for season two and three were like already written. So anything you guys say is not making like, we're not making changes in response to your theories, because I think that would, it would kind of be unfair to the story and it'd be unfair to you guys. You know, like we already know what's happening to the characters that you're worried about and things. And we already know where people are ending up and what they're doing and what their intentions are so yeah it, it was that way with you know it would have been nice to have more of Matthias but so the thing about me is because I don't know if this is because I, because I come from New Zealand but I'm quite anti like the idea that that people are like really cool so I knew nothing and I also I'd never done anything about Roger no idea didn't know anything about Ben Never heard of him. Alistair, same deal. Alan, exactly the same. I was just like, these are just some guys. Um, so when I wrote it, like I there was no like beholding to any particular actor or any of their like status or like or people's following. Like that was just never and probably will never be like a consideration, you know? It was just like, no, but this is this is what needs to happen for the story. Because we spend so much time being mad at Matthias that he he would get in the way. At the end, Lockie's worst villain needs to be like 
himself. I did see as well the theories of people going, well, if we go back to the first scene of episode one, Matthias isn't in it. I mean, you say that, but then Andromeda's in that scene and she's not technically. Yeah. Don't have anyone noticed that change. Yeah. I think it, I think it like, this is fiction and there's going to be some misconceptions and, and changes and things because, you know, it's the story and it's the story of what we perceive. And I don't, there's no interest in like making everything strictly logical, but also no fun. Yeah. And it's the fact that, you know, we've only scratched the surface on the supernatural aspects. Yes. Who would, oh, f- would win in I a fight? We marry or lucky. Um, I think it would depend. Like if it was hand to hand, I feel like Lockie would have the upper hand because he's quite a buff. Like, I think he's just a thick, solid dude, you know? Um, but if there was if there was access to any tools or like if it wasn't like literally in a dirt square, I think we married one. Because yeah, she's um like Batman be Superman really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If she's got any tools, she's like we marry's quite she's got like a lot of uh she's got a lot of skills. Lockie or Andromeda at full strength. Andromeda. She's just she's just so much cooler than Lockie. Like obviously this this season she was quite um hampered, but Andromeda is one of my favorite characters and uh, I think she's badass. So I'm just ready for her to be out and be badass. Um, as far as the massive Mary question, this is one of those things where I was like, it's gonna be so funny, like three seasons in to be like, and here is huge Mary. But now everybody's guessed it. So now I've got to wait till you all forget about it before I can put it in. Erica was so excited as well. Yeah. Could she mention that at the table reads? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Big Mary? <laughs> I was like, don't you worry. Don't you worry, baby. Right, fucking right. huge, Mary. Climbing out of out of the gap. <laughs> Climbing Bloody. out of the ocean like... <sighs> What's yeah. happening? <laughs> yeah, Big Mary's going to be pay, uh, played by Mick, so... Yeah, thank you. I yeah. can do that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get the original We Mary part. <laughs> Mick did audition for We Mary and thought I wouldn't notice that it was just him. He, like, pitch shifted and everything, but I was like, bro, that's you. I'm not. That is you. He was like, no. No, no, no it's not. <laughs> no, I'm like, that's, that's your one Scottish The reason accent. for it is that, you know, because we uh, specifically said we Mary is, is to be Scottish, we didn't get as many auditions in for that part. Yeah, and we did get um, some auditions from people who were not prepared to do a Scottish accent. Uh, in the table read, sometimes when someone was off, it would be me and Mick covering. Mm, not very good. <laughs> I did an okay Harry. I covered Harry because we didn't yeah, have him you in the table reads for I had to do Sasha yeah. and a couple of the elders at times. Yeah, I had to do Angelique once or twice, which I was not very good at. Who did I do really badly? There was one I did, and I was just like, this is awful, and I hate myself for it. I had to do Preston, that's who it was. That's right. I had that's to do right. Preston. I had to do an American accent, and it was it was fucking awful. It was um, it was just being like being like watching Mick doing the lines and be like, oh, he's not having a good time. Well, the thing is, we're doing it on video chat with actual actors. Yeah, that I'm is the worst bit of being going, like, I'm not, I'm so sorry. At least I got into it, though. At yeah. least I, I, I put a bit of a performance on rather than just reading the lines straight. Yeah, I was not going to do a Scottish accent. Like, there was one point they're like, do you want to do Mary? And I was like, I'm not going to do, do the accent, accent no. because... You can't do what? <gasps> How dare you? I'm definitely not doing it in front of people who are actually Scottish like Alan, because that would be it would be offensive. My Scottish um, accent's okay. You know, I have lived with it for half my life, but it's it's as good as Scot- yours. When did you have a Scottish accent? 
My mum's got Scottish accent, is what I mean. My mum used to do Toast to the Lassies, which is like the part of the Burns Night where they do a Toast to the Lassies where the men are like, and here's things about women. It's all very hetero sort of gender thing. And then they do a reply to the Toast to the Lassies. And my mum is well known for making the worst Freudian slip midway through. She writes things down, but then she improvises. And let me tell you, it's not not someone who should improv. (laughs) Stick to the script. Do you write a lot of things down and just improv it? feel like this has become a very hostile environment. It's a hostile work environment. I'm, I'm pretty sure it. that's how you do your RPGs. Is it not? <laughs> oh, no, when it comes to RPGs, I don't write anything down. I just improv <laughs> the whole thing. The thing is, is a lot of my abilities that come to the bit where it's like, this would be funny. This would be cool. Fuck it. I was actually playing uh, sessions all weekend. And you know what my character was? One. Monty. Specifically, three-card Monty. And he was just a guy who played three-card Monty. And that was enough to get me through like two days. Yeah. And people were like, wow, what a what a great character. I'm like, it's really were you <laughs> tired? Like, oh God. Yeah, they <laughs> got home and I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. yeah. Fucking What, what I really like with, with you, Naomi, is that your presence in the audio fiction world <laughs> since before and after this show. Yeah. So this I'm is like, this is the realty about um about making a popular show is half of it's networking networking is horrible like i'm good at it but i fucking hate doing it i hate doing it with a passion every time i'm like oh they complain the whole time i get there and i'm like wow so great and they do a lot of handshaking and also um the other thing is to just be really presumptuous i think that's that's probably the thing that i'm quite good at presumptuous for the game that I was playing this weekend, I was like, oh, I run an RPG podcast. And I was like, sick. So when are you going to invite me to play? <laughs> when are you going to give me a guest spot? And he was like, I guess I'll give you a guest. I'm like, you know, I met I met Beth Air from Wooden Overcoats and I was like, we're friends now. We're going to go for coffee. And she was like, we're friends now. We're going to go for coffee. But only because I was like, I'm not like, there's no time for subtlety. We have, it's a pandemic. There's networking. I, you know, I could, we could all like play around and be like, oh, it's nice to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. We'll see you in six months. No, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm like, these are my intentions. And I'm not. You're my friends now. <laughs> You're my friends now. And that so far has worked really well. <laughs> it's worked really well for me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And we only got like, we got invited to, I got invited to a panel just because I was like, what up, Ella? How's it going? You know? And I didn't know Ella Watts very well before then. And now uh, we're messaging back and forth all the time, you know? I think just because I'm quite presumptuous. Beth is really lovely. Um, We went for brunch and it was great. I am thankful for you, Naomi, of having these networking buddies. Uh, One, that you're in London. Yeah, it does make it a lot easier. It means Uh, the networking falls to me by default, which is... I don't mind networking. I'm I'm, I'm good at it in parts, but... You're a lot more professional about it, though. Well... Yeah, I'd say professional. You're very laid back, but we can do networking together. Yeah, my job is to get the initial handshake to be like, hey, we're really cool. Come do this thing with us. And then like, and now Mick will tell you the details. And your job is to, to be like, and now here's the actual proposition. I'm a, I'm a lot more introverted as well um, yeah. in that sense of I want to understand what the relationships are. I'm going to put my director hat on as well. Have these people like me and understand me. And No, I'm just like... I you will like, like me. I'm so sorry, but it's not it's not optional. I like you. You're pretty good. Ah, oh, I like you too. Thanks, bud. Do we have any other questions? Yeah, I mean, there's there's always questions. If you could assign each T-Sauce character favorite song, what song would you choose for them? 
I always thought that Loki would... <laughs> so this is a long point of contention. Is I really, really wanted um, Tell Me Lies, Tell Me Sweet Little Lies for Loki and Esther. Um, but obviously, it turns out it's really expensive to get really famous songs in your shows, like hella expensive. Oh, it, it's stupid expensive, yeah. Even uh, even if they just said the words, we, we would have to pay so many dollars. Like, they wouldn't even be allowed to sing it or a cover or anything. Yeah, you can't even whistle the tune. Can't even whistle the tune. There's that bit where um, Lockie's like dancing up the stairs after being kissed by Niathi. And we were like, yeah, he'll whistle a song. And then it was like, well, you can't, we can't do that legal. I think I would also give him um, You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Uh, what about Matthias? What did you have them? <laughs> I feel like Matthias is like Teardrops on My Guitar by Taylor Swift. Like, I feel like he's at that level. I feel like Matthias has a real like girl pop vibe you to think? him. Yeah, I don't think he would want to have a girl pop vibe. I'm just checking because we all, obviously we all made like playlists. playlists yeah. Um, I feel like Secret Fear by Daniel Weddingfield was quite high on mine. Oh, okay. I don't think I've had that one. I have a secret fear that I will love you still, maybe all my life. You know, like Jeez. it's very, yeah. You belong with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is very much like mm, hetero, hetero pop. I had, I had uh, the crazy by, um, uh, the Danielle and Drade version, which is from, is from, um, it's the show and there's the children and they have superpowers. The Superpower Children Show. I've heard of that. Yeah, thank you. Had a really good soundtrack. Five is a little boy and he loves coffee and also murder. Uh, I'd say Blackbird by the Beatles for Harry. Oh, yeah, that's lovely. And also you're a gremlin Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, oh, thank God. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. So uh, Umbrella Academy had some really sick tracks, and I felt like a lot of those kind of resonated with Niathi. I also had Hear You Come Again by Dolly Parton for Niathi. You know, like, I think she's, like, when she's happy, she's got really good, like, fun vibes. Just when she's not happy that she's quite hard to deal with. Andromeda's, I have, an, I have like, a 100% Andromeda song, uh, which kind of, it kind of leads to the sound design, which is uh, whenever you're at Andromeda's house, you always hear birds. Like that, there's always birds out around, um, and the song is a uh, cuckoo song by Cosmo Sheldrake, and it's like it, it's a song that preserves um, bird sounds of birds that are endangered, so that there will there will always be like a record. He did this whole album; it's kind of insane. One day I'll have him write a song for Andromeda. I've decided. Do you like the Beatles' song song? <laughs> you don't have Me a and choice. John popped the shops the other day. It was lovely. <laughs> you nicked the can of coke. It's so weird hearing you do that because, like, it's some of the some of the vowels are definitely there, and some of the vowels are like definitely in Scotland. Name one of them. Go on, <laughs> do it, do it, yeah. Name one of them. How was um, the law of Saint Kilda developed, and is any basis in real world law? Quick, do songs before I move on. I did my bit. Oh, Angelique is absolutely does your mother know from the Mama Mia soundtrack. That is like that is my favorite Mama Mia song, and therefore it's also Angelique's favorite Mama Mia song. I learn a lot about you on these things, you know that? Yeah, I feel like we talk about lots of the stuff that we don't usually talk about. I also think that, like, when you write characters, you always give them, like, little bits of yourself, you know? Like, there's definitely, like... I think, actually, the best way to write a villain that you really hate is the things about yourself that you're worried about. Just, like, dial those up to, like, 5,000. Easy peasy. I think there's nothing more cringe than being in love with somebody who doesn't love you back. You know, like I've definitely been, I've definitely been that teenager of being like, but only if they'd like me. And you're like, no, 
and and that is why Matthias is so bad because I'm like that is honestly the worst thing. <laughs> so cringe. I, I, I genuinely love cringe. See, like, I'm the opposite. I can't. Mm. Oh no, it's it's one of my favorite things. I know you're a terrible person. You're so 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 mean <laughs> with making like, people cringe. Yeah, like just sitting there watching someone be awkward for a minute. It's beautiful. So I can't watch any body swap movies. I don't. It's my least favorite kind of movies, like uh, Freaky Friday, uh, Thirteen really? Going on Thirty, whatever. I just the whole the whole point of a body swap movie is that all the humor relies on the cringe of people doing awkward things. Oh, okay. And I just, yeah, I just think the shit. That's the last my problem. I mean, there's this like, what's the one with? There's one with like Danny DeVito in it. That's supposed to be really good, but I just Twins. I can't. That, thank you. I don't know what it is, twins. I think it's it is. One. I think twins is, is the one I was thinking of, but that, that's not even a body spot, but it is cringe. Yeah. Um, it? and I just I can't I can't do cringe humor. I find it so hard to just be like, oh god, it's the empathy thing. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed just by being here. No, turn it up a notch for me. No, just no. like go on, make it worse. <laughs> make it worse. Please. No, no, I hate but that. It's, if it's not happening to me, if it's happened to me, I'd, I'd die. But secondhand cringe <laughs> is fine. I can't even deal with it secondhand. It's it's too relatable. I'm too cringe. I'm too cringe to not feel relatable or related yeah. to someone else's cringe. What was going to say about Laura of St. Kilda? Uh, the gap is real. That's on the map. Uh, the Scottish National Library has a really good like map of St. Kilda that you can look at for free or you can get like a really high quality version for like £12. Um, that has like all these little cool things that the Mistress Stone is real, uh, Roval is real. Like, I tried not to know again, like, trying not to get too hung up on the reality. technicalities of reality so I wasn't feeling like bound by it. You know, we're making our own world, we're making our own reality, but there is definitely like, definitely like bits of it that I have carried over. Yeah, there's little bits. I think Chloe would know how much has been carried over as well. Yeah. As the one doing almost all of the research. Which we didn't ask to do. (laughs) We'd ask them to do anything, but they're just better than us. Yeah, they're just so good. They're so good. But uh, it was really nice knowing extra little things because the tweets and things that they'd put out, the Instagram post, it's really nice going, is it? Is that what happened? That's interesting. Didn't know that. The thing is about St. Kilda is it's wild like from top to tail like the whole place is just like what and it's what now like it's a good it's a good place to set something um but it is it is utterly insane we love you chloe every time every time we get a message from chloe me and mick are just like just chloe's so great she's so good she's so good <laughs> me and me and shogo as i told Shogo this idea that i've had for a podcast for a very long time which is um reviewing erotic literature because i th- like I once went on holiday and there was a, I didn't, I finished all my books and there was nothing else to read. So I went into one of those little shops where they're like, here's a book for a Euro. And you're like, what is this? And they're like, it's very bad. And I think that those, those like, I love, I just love really bad media. And I think that the way that people perceive relationships, especially in like a Mills and Boone book, it's like, none of these people are are nice. All these people are terrible. There's, there's no situation where I, as a person would like, a stable home life would think, yeah, yeah, this is it. This is the man I want to be with. And obviously, you know, it's not a hetero, like maybe that's, that adds an extra layer, but like sometimes I look at them and I'm like, I, you know, the, the bit where in 
with Angelique and we Mary looking at a book in that that is like 100% like the way that I feel about it. It's like, that's not even physically possible. I don't think that you know how those bits work or or anything, you know? Doesn't matter, does it? No. Doesn't matter. It's just, it's all about vibes. But um, Shogo is determined to come along and read the um, excerpts for us in his best Shogo oh. voice. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that is a voice though. Right? Like, it's a voice. Yeah. It's that a voice. So, yeah. so many things Shogo sent to us that don't even make it to the feed. And it's just for us. Well, like, sure, can you record this thing for us? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it for the show? You're like, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. No, it's just for sure. us to listen to. We actually, we actually take requests. Uh, we're running a Shogo cameo where Shogo will say the filthiest thing you can think of. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like get paid, but we do. The coffee for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the, the worst thing about that is Shogo would do it without a second thought. He'd be like, yeah, yeah. fuck off. You know, like I love Shogo, but he does he does like just like my son and shit. Um yeah, so we've so I've got the uh I've got the uh Twitter URL Mills and Boobs. Um Oh you've got it. Yeah, I've got it. So uh you know when did you nab that? After talking to Shogo. Yeah, it was it was after my flat warming because he was like, No, we'll do it. And I was like, but we need a name, and he was like Mills and Boobs, and I was like, you know what? It's not gonna get better than that. So it was, it, it was available. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wildly. I was like Jesus Christ. If anyone takes millsandboobs.com, I will come to your house. That is mine. Yeah, it's it's the thing of like, it would be a great idea, but you know, my parents are already so disappointed in me. <laughs> Why don't you start reviewing the smut? Yeah. And it it's gonna be, be so straight choices. smut as well. It would be it would be straight smut. Yeah, it yeah. would be really like. But you said you hate cringe, and that sounds very cringy. I think reviewing awful awful books yeah but it's not awkward because there nobody's treating it as cringe like it's 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 the it's the it being cringe and everyone knowing it's cringe you know, the self-awareness oh, okay. something with the no self-awareness is like mm, mm, that's, that's good shit that's good. you love watching shit movies as well don't you i do i do i like love proper shit movies i love a proper shit movie are we gonna have a shit movie night on discord one night <gasps> we should i have uh, a copy of Velocipasta, which is a phenomenal shit movie. Um, also, Zombievers. Zombievers exceedingly good. <laughs> but just a very, very bad movie. I love uh, a terrible movie that's just doing its best. Lamageddon. I've not seen Lamageddon, but uh, yeah, I'll be putting that bad boy on the list. You know what's a great movie? Anything with the Adams Family. I also think those are great. The baby has a moustache. Exceedingly good. In the oh. second one, Adams Family Values. Uh, so for last Halloween, I went as, um, as Gomez. Um, my friend Henry was supposed to come as Morticia and came as Luigi. So I was just there like, I was like, Classic. thanks, bro. This couple's costume is great. Ooh. Surprise. Yeah. I mean, I'm we've got plenty of space. I'm not going to lie. It's also got the guy from the, the, the crime show where he solves problems with maths when he's a child. Uh, Numbers. There we go. Oh. Sorry, guys. My memory for names is really bad. We haven't watched the same TV shows, have we? No. No, but you you were busy watching Lost, so there's it's there's no hope for you. It's too late. Listen, I think me watching Lost is very very important to this show <laughs> because it's set on an island, and you'll write a storyline, and I'm like, that's Lost. You can't do that. People are only making similarities. We don't have to do that storyline. We can change it in these ways. No, I'm I'm not into it. He really, he really wanted the actor from Lost. 
Like I really did. I want Desmond to be in season two. That is my goal. <laughs> you know, I asked him, right? Did you? Yeah. Does he follow you back? No, no I asked him like a, a, a email this person. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll ask Sam Neil to do a bit part, and I'll be fine. Well, that's your most famous follower. That's my fam- most famous follower yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> my most famous follower is on Instagram, and it's a it's a wrestler called Billy Ass. He's the ass man. <laughs> on some level, aren't we all an ass man? But he is the ass. He man. is the ass man. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I have no um, idea why Sam Neil follows me, other than the fact that I'm in New Zealand. Actually, you know, I, I back before I really used Twitter, I once had a famous tweet on New, New Zealand TV at the Hobbit premiere, and I got quite a lot of followers from that one. So, uh, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Did you follow Sam? You didn't follow Sam Neil, did you? He just followed you. I don't know, actually. I might have. So uh, I had a partner who was really into Jurassic Park. I want to emphasize, like, a lot of people like Jurassic Park. No. No, this this person was like Jurassic Park was. I watched so much Jurassic Park. We played all of Lego Jurassic Park, the video game. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this for two hours. Yeah, I, I can feel Q&As. us. I can feel us like we've we've kind of hit the, the end of the, the actual questions yeah, we're, we're now just, just fucking about. about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This um, usually happens with me and Naomi, <laughs> is that we will talk for like two hours about work and then it will be us just having a ridiculous laugh at about three more hours and they're like, right, fuck off. Is how Naomi usually ends that conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, good night. And she's already away. Say say what I mean, mean what I say. I'm not not expecting anybody to guess guess things on subtext. I'm just gonna tell people. <laughs> I, it's good. I I, I prefer it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think it I makes things it. a lot simpler. It's not for everybody, but um, it definitely works for me. <laughs> Good emotional. Right, we'll stop now then, eh? Yeah. <laughs> we love you, you all. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll see Thank you, you next time. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to the trailer for Madame Magenta Sonus Mystica. Hang on, why am I doing my own trailer? Where will the people want to see their star, my dear? No one can see me, Bernard. This is a podcast. Oh. You know what? I should have that deep voice chap doing this. You know the one. What's his name? Oh, the... Um, the, the strange the, name. Yes. Like a uh, fruit. Red pepper. That's yes, it. yes. <clears throat> In a world where something, something, something... That's the one? Oh, it's quite sexy, Bernard. Oh. Save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure I can keep it up. You've never had a problem before. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, oh that, that was a very clever joke. Yes. I am a very turgid man. You are? I'm going to make a cup of tea. You do the trailer. Oh, right you are. <clears throat> In a world... Earl Grey or normal? Uh, oh, Earl Grey, please. In a world where ghosts and angels walk amongst us... Float! They float! Uh, uh, float amongst us stands one woman, Magenta. Oh, God, my bloody spirit guide's frozen the milk again. It's going to have to be iced tea, I'm afraid. Oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, psychic, medium... <coughs> my throat... Oh, uh, Magenta, I can't do this anymore. Bernard, you won't get nodules. You're not Adele. Well, actually, interestingly enough, that wasn't nodules. That was an exploding polyp. Oh, God. Do you imagine that? Exploding polyp. Anyway, that's not why I can't do the trailer anymore. Oh. Do you mean... Uh, Yes, the angelic manifestation by the dog bed, yes. (sighs) Here we go again. What do you want? From the makers of Mockery Manor comes Madame Magenta, Sonos Mystica. 
for all fans of the esoteric. Available now wherever you get podcasts.